Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick. On Twitter, Gratitude underscore Chick. And on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. Also, starting in November, I am setting up one-to-one coaching to help you plan out your future reality using both the law of assumption and the power of your subconscious mind. Both of these plans together starts at $50. Send me an email at thegratitudechick20 at gmail.com. Let's start today. everyone and welcome back to another reading of the power of your subconscious mind. We are on chapter six, practical techniques and mental healings. An engineer has a technique and a process for building a bridge or an engine. Like the engineer, your mind also has a technique for governing, controlling, and directing your life. You must realize that methods and techniques are primary In building the Golden Gate Bridge, the the chief engineer understood mathematical principles, stresses, and strains. Secondly, he had a picture of the ideal bridge across the bay. The third step was his application of tried and proven methods by which the principles were implemented until the bridge took form and we drive on it. There are, I'm sorry, there also are techniques and methods by which your prayers are answered. If your prayer isn't answered, there is a way in which it is answered, and this is a scientific way. Nothing happens by chance. This is a world of law and order. In this chapter, you will find practical techniques for the unfolding and nurture of your spiritual life. Your prayers must not remain up in the air like a balloon. They must go somewhere and accomplish something in your life. When we come to analyze prayer, we discover there are many different approaches and methods. We will not consider in this book the formal ritual prayers used in religious services. These have an important place in group worship. We are immediately concerned with the methods of personal prayer as it is applied in your daily life and as it is used to help others. Prayer is the formulation of an idea concerning something we wish to accomplish. Prayer is the soul's sincere desire. Your desire is your prayer. It comes out of your deepest needs and it reveals the things you want in life. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That is really a prayer. Life's hunger and thirst for peace, harmony, health, joy, and all the other blessings of life. The passing over technique for impregnating the subconscious. This consists essentially in inducing the subconscious mind to take over your request as handed it by the conscious mind. This passing over is best accomplished in the reverie-like state. Know that in your deeper mind is infinite intelligence and infinite power. Just calmly think over what you want. See it coming into fuller fruition from this moment forward. 
Be like the little girl who had a very bad cough and a sore throat. She declared firmly and repeatedly, it is passing away now. It is passing away now. It passed away in about an hour. Use this technique with complete simplicity and naivety. Or naivete, since it has that little thing. Your subconscious will accept your blueprint. If you are building a new home for yourself and family, you know that you will be intensely interested in regard to the blueprint for your home. You would see to it that the builders conform to the blueprint. You would watch the material and select only the best wood, steel, in fact, the best of everything. What about your mental home and your mental blueprint for happiness and abundance? All your experiences and everything that enters into your life depend upon the nature of the mental building blocks of which you use in the construction of your mental home. If your blueprint is full of mental patterns of fear, worry, anxiety, or lack, and if you are despondent, doubtful, and cynical, then the texture of the mental material you are weaving into your mind will come forth as more toil, care, tension, anxiety, and limitations of all kinds. And I and I agree with this. And this is why I am getting back to recording because when I'm recording, my vibrations are high. I like am in love just simply because this this is something that I've I I I've always wanted to do, you know, like I always said I have the gift of gab. And I Um, when Steve Harvey said, find something that you love to do and figure out a way to make money. This is literally what I love to do. So I'm my figuring out, I'm using my fingers for quotations of how to make money is putting it on YouTube and eventually it will come. So right now I feel that over these past couple weeks, because I have had this challenge that had, you know, came upon me it lowered my vibration and and it brought about patterns of fear, worry, anxiety, or lack. So for me, recording now, I'm trying to take away all of that set in over these past couple weeks so that I can get back to, you know, having no doubt and, you know, living that way. But this is definitely, definitely correct with all that's going on in this world, we have to keep our mental our mental house intact. The most fundamental and the most far-reaching activity in life is that which you build into your mentality every waking hour. Your word is silent and invisible. Nevertheless, it is real. You are building your mental home all the time and your thought and mental imagery represent your blueprint. Hour by hour, moment by moment, you can build radiant health, success, and happiness by the thoughts you think, the ideas which you harbor, the beliefs that you accept, and the scenes that you rehearse in the hidden studio of your mind. This stately mansion upon the construction of which you are perpetually engaged is your personality, your identity in this plane, your whole life story on this earth. Get a new blueprint. Build silently by realizing peace, harmony, joy, and good will end the present moment. By dwelling upon these things and claiming them, your subconscious will accept your blueprint and bring all these things to pass. By their fruits, you shall know them. The Science and Art of True Prayer 
The term science means knowledge, which is coordinated, arranged, and syst. I hate when I do that. Systematized. I don't even know if I pronounced that right. Let us think of the science and art of true prayer as it deals with the fundamental principles of life and the techniques and processes by which they can be demonstrated in your life as well as in the life of every human being when he applies them faithfully. The art is your technique or process and the science behind it is the definite response of creative mind to your mental picture or thought. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Matthew 7, 7. Here here you are told you shall receive that for which you ask. It shall be opened to you when you knock and you shall find that for which you are searching. This teaching applies the definiteness of mental and spiritual laws. There is also a direct response from the infinite intelligence of your subconscious mind to your conscious thinking. If you ask for bread, you will not receive a stone. You must ask believing if you are to receive. Mm. You must ask believing if you are to receive. Your mind moves from the thought to the to the thing. Your mind moves from the thought to the thing. Okay. Unless there is first an image in the mind, it cannot move. For there will be nothing for it to move forward or toward. Let's see. Let me say that again. Unless there is first an image in the mind, it cannot move. For there will be nothing for it to move toward. Your prayer, which is your mental act, must be accepted as an image in your mind before the power from your subconscious will play upon it and make it productive. Hmm. You must reach a point of acceptance in your mind and unqualified and undisputed state of agreement. This contemplation should be accompanied by a feeling of joy and restfulness in foreseeing the certain accomplishment of your desire. The sound basis for the art and science of true prayer is your knowledge and complete confidence that the movement of your conscious mind will gain a definite response from your subconscious mind, which is one with boundless wisdom and infinite power. By following this procedure, your prayers will be answered. The Visualization Technique The easiest and most obvious way to formulate an idea is to visualize it. To see it in your mind's eye as vividly as if it were alive. You can see with the naked eye only what already exists in the external world. In a similar way, that which you can visualize in your mind's eye already exists in the invisible realms realms of your mind. Any picture which you have in your mind is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. What you form in your imagination is as real as any part of your body. The idea and the thought are real and will one day appear in your objective world if you are faithful to your mental image. This process of thinking forms impressions in your mind. These impressions in turn become manifested as facts and experiences in your life. The builder visualizes the type of building he wants. He sees it as he desires it to be completed. His imagery thought process become a plastic mold from which the building will emerge, a beautiful or an ugly one, a skyscraper or a very low one. 
His mental imagery is projected as it is drawn on paper. Eventually, the contractor and his workers gather the essential materials and the building progresses until it stands finished, conforming perfectly to the mental patterns of the architect. I used the visualization, visualization technique prior to speaking from the platform. I quiet the wheels of my mind in order that I might present to the subconscious mind my images of thought. Then I picture the entire auditorium and the seats filled with men and women, and each one of them illumined and inspired by the infinite healing presence within each one. I see them as radiant, happy, and free. Having first built up the idea in my imagination, I quietly sustain it there as a mental picture while I imagine I hear men and women saying, I am healed. I feel wonderful. I have an instantaneous healing. I'm transformed. I keep this up for about 10 minutes or more, knowing and feeling that each person's mind and body are saturated with love, wholeness, beauty, and perfection. My awareness grows to the point where, in my mind, I can actually hear the voices of the multitude proclaiming their health and happiness. Then I release the whole picture and go onto the platform. Almost every Sunday, some people stop and say that their prayers were answered. That's pretty deep. My my thing about visualization, and I did a whole um, podcast on it, is that I have been I have been stuck daydreaming most of my life. If you know any person that is an Aquarius, then you'll know that we live a lot in our minds. And that is kind of where, why I say I daydream a lot because I live a lot in my mind. But I've never made the actual leap from daydreaming to visualization because it is different. In daydreaming, you are kind of thinking of what you want, of a situation. You know, you're thinking of it. When you're visualizing, you're thinking from it. Like, a lot of times when I'm daydreaming, I see it as I'm watching a movie. You Do you understand what I mean? Um, like the movie Sex and the City, let's just take it there. The four main characters in the movie. I see it as me watching that as a movie instead of as in visualization, you dream from it. So if I'm watching a movie, Sex and the City, I'm watching these four ladies. But if I'm visualizing it, then I am one of them living the life, if you can understand what I mean. So I haven't yet made the leap from dreaming of to dreaming from. I haven't figured out how to dream from yet. When I daydream is vivid. <laughs> Excuse me, when I'm reading a book, it's vivid. Some people read and just see the words. When I read, it is on the mental picture in my mind. It is it turns into a picture book, especially if the author is good at storytelling, then I literally can see the story in my mind. It's not just words on paper. It is the same way you will watch a movie on television. It is me watching 
the movie of the book in my mind. And <clears throat> I am a great daydreamer. I am tr- I need someone to assist me in making the leap from dreaming of to dreaming from. So I need that help. Mental movie method. The Chinese say a picture is worth a thousand words. William James, the father of American psychology, stressed the fact that the subconscious mind will bring to pass any picture held in the mind and backed by faith. Now, while I've had many a picture held in my mind, none of it was backed by faith because it's literally kind of a fantasy, a, a daydream. It's it is living an alternate life in my mind, but I am very cognizant of the fact that it's in my mind. It is not real, if that makes sense. So, uh, I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna just keep reading. Act as though I am, and I will be. A number of years ago, I was in the Middle West. Middle West. Okay, so this is old. <laughs> The Midwest, okay, sorry. Lecturing in several states and I desired to have a permanent location in the general area from which I could serve those who desired help. I don't know why that tickled me so much. I traveled far, but the desire did not leave my mind. One evening while in a hotel in Spokane, Washington. First of all, is that the Middle West? I thought I was from the Midwest. I'm from Chicago. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This Middle West just... (laughs) Okay, I'm done. I relaxed completely on the couch, immobilized my attention, and in a quiet, passive manner, imagined that I was talking to a large audience saying, in effect, I am glad to be here. I have prayed for the ideal opportunity. I saw in my mind's eye the imaginary audience, and I felt the reality of it all. I played the role of the actor. See? He played the role of the actor. That is what I need. I I need that. Dramatized this mental movie and felt satisfied that this picture was being conveyed to my subconscious mind, which will bring it to pass in its own way. The next morning on awakening, I felt a great sense of peace and satisfaction. And in a few days time, I received a telegram asking me to take over an organization in in the Midwest, which I did. So is Middle West and Midwest different? Sorry. And I enjoyed it immensely for several years. So, if anybody has any idea on how I can play the actor and not just dream of it, but dream from it. I am just, I'm I'm trying to, to bridge the gap. And how about this? And, and from being an audience member to being an actor. It, it, does that make more sense? I have been an audience me- <coughs> an audience member watching instead of an actor acting, if that makes sense. So I'm trying to figure out how I can... And, and maybe I am looking at it differently. I When I see it in my mind, I see it again as I'm as an audience member as me watching it play out instead of seeing it from my eyes I really hope I articulated that 
well enough for you guys to understand what I'm saying. I just need some help on, on figuring out how to go from watching it as a third party to being involved. Okay, <clears throat> back to reading. The method outline, uh, outlined here appeals to many who have described it as the mental movie method. I have received numerous letters from people who listen to my radio talks and weekly public lectures telling me of the wonderful result they get using this technique in the sale of their property. I I think this is the method I actually used two years ago when I bought my house, though. It was this chapter. It was this chapter. I know. I remember chapter six. This was the chapter. It came from here. So let me just keep reading to see if this is the one or if it was another. I suggest to those who have homes or property for sale that they satisfy themselves in their own mind that their price is right. And, and you know, when I went to buy the house, the house was higher than what I wanted to spend. And when I was, you know, doing the technique, the house came under the amount that I wanted to spend. So I want I I want to say this may be the technique. But I don't remember how I became the actor when I don't know how to do it right now. I think I'm overthinking it. I think I'm overthinking it. Let me know what you guys think. Then I claim that the infinite intelligence is attracting to them the buyer who really wants to have the property and who will love it and prosper in it. After having done this, I suggest that they quiet their mind, relax, let go, and get into a drowsy, sleepy state, which reduces all mental effort to a minimum. Then they are to picture the check in their hand, rejoice in the check, give thanks for the check, and go off to sleep, feeling the naturalness of the whole mental movie created in their mind. They must act as though it were an objective reality, and the subconscious mind will take it as an impression and through the deeper currents of the mind, the, the buyer and the seller are brought together. A mental picture held in the mind, backed by faith, will come to pass. <clears throat> the Baldwin Technique. Charles Baldwin was a professor at the Rousseau Institute in France. He was a brilliant psychotherapist and a research director of the New Nancy School of Healing, who in 1910 taught that the best way to impress the subconscious mind was to enter into a drowsy, sleepy state or a state akin to sleep in which all effort was reduced to a minimum. Then, in a quiet, passive, receptive way by reflection, he will convey the idea to the subconscious. The following is his formula, a very simple way of securing this impregnation of the subconscious mind is to condense the idea, which is to be the object of suggestion, to sum it up in a brief phrase which can be readily graven on the memory and to repeat it over and over again as a lullaby. Some years ago, a young lady in Los Angeles was engaged to, in a prolonged bitter family lawsuit <clears throat> over a will. Her husband had bequeathed his entire estate to her and his sons and daughters by a previous marriage were bitterly fighting to break the will. The Baldwin technique was outlined to her, and this is what she did. She relaxed her body in an armchair, entered into the sleepy state, and as suggested, condensed the idea of her need into a phrase consisting of six words, which 
six words easily graven on the em- on the memory. It is finished in divine order. I know I did this one. I know I did this one. I know I did this one because um, I was trying to hurry up and get everything done because it was literally two months. Uh, no, not even two months, like a, maybe seven weeks until my lease was up. So I know I definitely did this one. Yeah. The, signif- the significance to her of these words meant that in- infinite intelligence operating through the laws of her subconscious mind would bring about a harmonious adjustment through the principle of harmony. Yeah, I definitely did this one. This is the one I did because I remember... That's why I said I, kn- I know it couldn't have been the actor one because I, <laughs> I don't know how to be the actor. But I remember doing this because it was it was something I said I know I could do. I came up with the words. I can't remember what the words were, but I did remember doing this and everything just pushed through so fast. Yeah, that's the one I did. She continued this procedure every night for about 10 nights. After she got into a sleepy state, she would affirm slowly, quietly, and feelingly the statement, it is finished in divine order. Yeah, yeah, this is the one. Over and over again, feeling a sense of inner peace and an all-pervading tranquility, then she went off into her deep, normal sleep. On the morning of the 11th day, following the use of the above technique, she awakened with a sense of well-being, a conviction that it was finished. Her attorney called her the same day, saying that the opposing attorney and his clients were willing to settle. A harmonious agreement was reached and litigation was continued. Yeah, this is the one I did. Um, the the uh, Everything was lowered um, because at first what was happening is my the loan company that were trying to give me an FHA loan, I did not want an FHA loan because there was too many restrictions on it. I didn't know if I was going to be in this house for five years <clears throat> and I didn't want that kind of restriction on me. So I didn't want an FHA loan. The it the interest rate was high. Like it was just so much, and I was just like, "Come on!" And I I didn't qualify for any new house, a new buyer, anything because I my salary was too high. So it was just a lot. So I literally had to make work to money that I had. So. Um, I ended up taking money out of my 401k for the down payment. So I had that money. I had the down payment set, everything set. I just needed a conventional loan. So it was it was that situation and the it was just taking too long. And I was just like, you know, I don't want to have to pay like $2,500 for an extra month of rent. Like that's crazy, you know, so... This is the technique I did, and literally it cleared up like that. I got the conventional loan, uh, a low interest rate, and from the time I start started looking, <coughs> which I think I started looking around June 9th, I closed on the house and got the keys July 15th. Yep, that is how that happened. And I was not pre-approved when I started looking for the house. I did not even get approved for like another week or so. So it was literally 30 days. 
maybe 30 days, maybe like 36 days. Um, from the time I started looking until the time I signed the papers and got the keys. 36 days. The sleeping technique. By entering into a sleepy, drowsy state, effort is reduced to a minimum. The conscious mind is submerged to a great extent when in a sleepy state. The reason for this is that the highest degree of outcropping of the subconscious occurs prior to sleep and just after we waken. In this state, the negative thoughts, which tend to neutralize your desire and so prevent acceptance by your subconscious mind, are no longer present. Suppose you want to get rid of a, of a destructive habit. Assume a comfortable posture, relax your body, and be still. Get into a sleepy state, and in that sleepy state, stay quietly over and over again as a lullaby. I am completely free from this habit. Harmony and peace of mind reign supreme. Repeat the above slowly, quietly, and lovingly for five or ten minutes, night and morning. Each time you repeat the words, the emotional value becomes greater. When the urge comes to repeat the negative habit, repeat the formula out loud by yourself. By this means, you induce the subconscious to accept the idea and healing follows. So with that technique, what I think I'm going to do is record. Because I actually like the sleeping technique. I want to say I did this too. It's been two years, guys. Come on, give me a break. Um, So I think though... That what I'm going to do is record affirmations and repeat them over and over for 10 minutes so that as I go to sleep, I can listen to them. I think that might be what I'm going to do. And because it's going to be my voice, I think it just might work better. The thank you technique. In the Bible, Paul recommends that we make known our requests with praise and thanksgiving. Some extraordinary results follow this simple method of prayer. The thankful heart is always close to the creative forces of the universe, causing countless blessings to flow toward it by the law of reciprocal relationship based on comic law, cosmic law of action and reaction. For instance, a father promises his son a car for graduation. The boy has not yet received the car, but he is very thankful and happy and is as joyous as though he had actually received the car. He knows his father will fulfill his promise and he is full of gratitude and joy even though he has not yet received the car, objectively speaking. He has, however, received it with joy and thankfulness in his mind. I shall illustrate how Mr. Broke Broke applied this technique with excellent results. He said, bills are piling up. I am out of work. I have three children and no money. What shall I do? Regularly, every night and morning for a period of about three weeks, he repeated the words, Thank you, Father, for my wealth. In a relaxed, peaceful manner, until the feeling or mood of thankfulness dominated his mind. He imagined he was addressing the infinite power and intelligence within him, knowing, of course, that he could not see the creative intelligence or infinite mind. Excuse me. He was seeing with the inner eye of spiritual perception, realizing that his thought image of wealth was the first cause relative to the money, position, and food he needed. His thought feeling was substance was the substance of wealth. What? Untrammeled? I don't even know what that means. 
by antecedent conditions of any kind. Untrammeled? Where are they getting these words from? Okay, untrammeled. Not deprived of freedom of action or expression. Not restricted or hampered. I've never heard this word before, so I had to press the button to see what it means. By repeating, thank you, Father, over and over again, his mind and heart were lifted up to the point of acceptance. And when fear, thoughts of lack, poverty, and distress came into his mind, he would say, thank you, Father, as often as necessary. Come on, brother. He knew that as he kept up the the thankful attitude, he would recondition his mind to the idea of wealth, which is what happened. The sequel to his prayer is very interesting. After praying in the above-mentioned manner, he met a former employee, employer of his on the street whom he had not seen for 20 years. The man offered him a very lucrative position and advanced him $500 on a temporary loan. Today, Mr. Broke is vice president of the company for which he works. His recent remark to me was, I shall never forget the wonders of thank you, Father. It has worked wonders for me. Uh, excuse you, thank you. Thank you, being grateful will change your life, period. The affirmative method. The effectiveness of an affirmation is determined largely by your understanding of the truth and meaning of the words. In praying, in praying use not vain repetition. Therefore, the power of your affirmation lies in the intelligent application of def- definite and specific positives. For example, a boy adds three and three and puts down seven on the blackboard. The teacher affirms with mathematical certainty that three and three are six. Therefore, the boy changes his figures accordingly. The teacher's statement did not make three and three equal six because the latter was already a mathematical truth. The mathematical truth caused the boy to rearrange the figures on the blackboard. It is abnormal to be sick. It is normal to be healthy. Health is the truth of your being. When you affirm health, harmony, and peace for yourself or another, and when you realize these are universal principles of your own being, you will rearrange the negative patterns of your subconscious mind based on your faith and understanding of that which you affirm. The result of the affirmative process of prayer depends on your conforming to the principles of life, regardless of appearances. Consider for a moment that there is a principle of mathematics and none of error. There is a principle of truth, but none of dishonesty. There is a principle of intelligence, but none of ignorance. There is a principle of harmony and none of discord. There is a principle of health, but none of disease. And there is a principle of abundance, but none of poverty. The affirmative method was chosen by the author for use on his sister, who was to be operated on for the removal of gallstones in a hospital in England. The condition described was based on the diagnosis of hospital tests and the usual x-ray procedures. She asked me to pray for her. We were separated geographically about 6,500 miles, but there is no time or space in the mind principle. Infinite mind or intelligence is present in its entirety at every point simultaneously. I withdrew all thought from the contemplation of symptoms and and from the corporal personality altogether. I affirmed as follows. This prayer is for my sister Catherine. She is relaxed and at peace, poised, balanced, serene, and calm. 
the healing intelligence of her <coughs> subconscious mind, which created her body, is now transforming every cell, nerve tissue, muscle, and bone of her being according to the perfect pattern of all her organs lodged in her subconscious mind. Silently, quietly, all distorted patterns, all distorted thought patterns in her, in her subconscious mind are removed and dissolved and the vitality, wholeness, and muscle, excuse me, wholeness and beauty of the life principle are made manifest in every atom of her being. She is now open and receptive to the healing currents which are flowing through her like a river, restoring her to perfect health, harmony, and peace. All distortions and ugly images are now washed away by the infinite ocean of love and peace flowing through her, and it is so. That is that is deep. That's a lot. <laughs> I affirmed the above several times a day, and at the end of two weeks, my sister had an examination which showed a remarkable healing, and the x-ray proved negative. To affirm is to state that it is so, and as you maintain this attitude of mind as true, regardless of all evidence to the contrary, you will receive an answer to your prayer. Your thought can only affirm, for even if you deny something, you are actually affirming the presence of what you deny. Repeating an affirmation, knowing what you are saying and why you are saying it, leads the mind to the state of consciousness where it accepts that which you state as true. Keep on affirming the truth of life until you get the subconscious reaction which satisfies. The argumentative method. This method is just what the word implies. It stems from the procedure of Dr. Phineas Parkhurst Quimby of Maine. Dr. Quimby, a pioneer in mental and spiritual healing, lived and practiced in Belfast, Maine about 100 years ago. A book called The Quimby Manuscripts, published in 1921 by Thomas Y. Crow Company, uh, New York City, and edited by Horatio Dresser is available in your library. This book gives paper accounts of this man's remarkable results in prayer treatment of the sick. Quimby duplicated many of the healing miracles recorded in the Bible. In brief, the argumentative method employed according to Quimby consists of spiritual reasoning where you convince the patient and yourself that this sickness is due to his false beliefs, groundless fears, and negative patterns lodged in his subconscious mind. Your reason is, is out clearly in your mind and convince your patient that the disease or ailment is due only to a distorted, twisted pattern of thought which has taken form in his body. This wrong belief in some external power and external causes has now externalized itself as sickness and can be changed by changing the thought patterns. Your, you explain to the sick person that the basis of all healing is a change of belief. You also point out that the subconscious mind created the body and all its organs. Therefore, it knows how to heal it, can heal it, and is doing so now as you speak. You argue in the courtroom of your mind that the disease is a shadow of the mind based on disease-soaked morbid thought imagery. You continue to build up all the evidence you can muster on behalf of the healing power within which created all the organs in the first place and which has a perfect pattern of every cell, nerve, and tissue within it. Then you render a verdict in the courthouse of your mind in favor of yourself or your patient. You liberate the sick one by faith, 
and spiritual understanding. Your mental and spiritual evidence is overwhelming. There being but one mind, what you feel is true will be resurrected in the experience of the patient. That's kind of convoluted. This procedure is essentially the argumentative method by Dr. Quimby of Maine from 1849 to 1869. This is a long chapter. The absolute method is like modern sound wave therapy. Many people throughout the world practice this form of prayer treatment with wonderful results. The person using the absolute method mentions the name of the patient, such as John Jones, then quietly and silently thinks of God and his qualities and attributes, such as God is all bliss, boundless love, infinite intelligence, all-powerful, boundless wisdom, absolute harmony, indescribable beauty, and perfection. As he quietly thinks along these lines, he is lifted up in consciousness into a new spiritual wavelength, at which time he feels the infinite ocean of God's love is now dissolving everything unlike itself in the mind and body of John Jones, for whom he is praying. He feels all the power and love of God are now focused on John Jones, and whatever is bothering or vexing him is now completely neutralized in the presence of the infinite ocean of life and love. The absolute method of prayer might be likened to the sound wave or sonic therapies recently shown me by a distinguished physician in Los Angeles. He has an ultrasound wave machine which oscillates at a tremendous speed and sends sound waves to any area of the body to which it is directed. These sound waves can be controlled, and he told me of achieving remarkable results in dissolving arthritic... Where are they getting these words from? Calcareous deposits, as well as the healing and removal of other disturbing conditions. To the, to the degree that we, we rise in consciousness by contemplating qualities and attributes of God... Do we generate special spiritual electronic waves of harmony, health, and peace? Many remarkable healings follow the technique of prayer. A cripple walks. Dr. Phineas Parkhurst Quimby, of whom we speak, of whom we spoke previously in this chapter, used the absolute method in the latter years of his healing career. He was really the father of psychosomatic medicine and the first psychoanalyst. He had the capacity to diagnose clairvoyantly the cause of the patient's trouble, pains, and aches. The following is a condensed account of the healing of a cripple as recorded in Quimby's manuscripts. Quimby was called on to visit a woman who was lame, aged, and bedridden. He states that her ailment was due to the fact that she was imprisoned by a creed so small and contracted that she could not stand up right and move about. She was living in the tomb of fear and ignorance. Furthermore, she was taking the Bible literally, and it frightened her. And this tomb, Quimby said, was the presence and power of God trying to burst the bands, break through the bonds, and rise from the dead. When she would ask others for an explanation of some passages of the Bible, the answer would be a stone. (laughs) Then she would hunger for the bread of life. Dr. Quimby diagnosed her case as a mind cloudy and stagnated due to excitation and fear caused by the inability to see clearly the meaning of the passage of the Bible which she had been reading. 
This showed itself in the body by her heavy and sluggish feeling, which would terminate as paralysis. At this point, Quimby also asked her what was meant in the Bible verses, yet a little while am I with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. You shall seek me and shall not find me, and where I am, thither you cannot come. John seven thirty three <coughs> through 34. She replied that it meant Jesus went to heaven. Quimbley explained what it really meant by telling her that being with her a little while meant his explanation of her symptoms, feelings, and their causes. He had compassion and sympathy for her uh, momentarily, but he could not remain in that mental state. The next step was to go to him that sent us, uh, to him that sent us, which, as Quimby pointed out, was the creative power of God in all of us. Quimby immediately traveled in his mind and contemplated the, the divine ideal, the vitality, intelligence, harmony, and power of God functioning in the sick person. This is why he said to the woman, Therefore, where I go, you cannot come, for you are in your narrow, narrow restricted belief, and I am in health. Uh, I don't. I don't agree with that. This prayer and explanation, <coughs> excuse me, produced an instantaneous sensation, and can and, and a change came over her mind. She walked out without crutches. Quimby said it was one of the most singular of all his healings. She was, as it were, dead to error, and to bring her to life or truth was to raise her from the dead. Quimby quoted the resurrection of Christ and applied it to her own Christ or health. This produced a powerful effect on her. He also ex- explained to her that the truth which she accepted was the angel or idea which rolled away the stone of fear, ignorance, and superstition, thereby releasing the healing power of God which made her whole. The decree method. Oh, I should have broke this up because we're at 45 minutes. The decree method. Power goes. Now my throat does not want to work. Power goes into our word according to, to the feeling and faith behind it. When we realize the power that moves the world is moving on our behalf and is backing up our word, our confidence and assurance grow. You, You do not try and add power to power. Therefore, there must be no mental striving, coercion, force, or mental wrestling. A young girl used the decree method on a young man who was constantly phoning her, pressing her for dates, and meeting her at her place of business. She found it very difficult to get rid of him. She decreed as follows, I release him to God. He is in his true place at all times. I am free and he is free. I now decree that my words go forth into infinite mind and it brings it to pass. It is so. She said he vanished and she has never seen him since, adding it was as though the ground swallowed him up. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Job twenty two twenty eight. So, <clears throat> in this chapter, there were plenty, plenty, plenty of different methods you can choose to bring to pass what it is that you desire in your life. This book is phenomenal. So, if you have the money to buy it or download it on your Kindle, I'm reading from my Kindle. Or actually from the Kindle app on my iPad. And you can download the Kindle app for your phone, whatever. 
I would definitely suggest getting the book so that you can familiarize yourself with the techniques in chapter six, because I promise you they do work. I did it myself, so I know that they work. I'm going to end it here because we are 47 minutes. I hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to my own ramblings as I read this <laughs> this book. Forgive me for my throat closing up. It was a lot of talking. Um, thank you guys again for taking out the time to listen to me ramble. I appreciate it. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice of your in your life. I promise you your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow us on our new YouTube page at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in our description box for a good deal on starting your own dropshipping business with Shopify.